0: Welcome to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat! Uh, This is episode seven and this episode Pat talks to the blues singer, writer and creative writing tutor Linda Jackson. Linda talks about her work with unpublished writers, her lifelong love of music and about a book she's editing called Growing and Dying. Uh, The book is a tribute to her close friend the writer Janet Paisley. Okay before we join Pat and Linda in the Kibble Palace, which is where they're having their chat. Uh, can you do me a wee favour? Can you subscribe to the podcast? Uh, can you add a wee nice comment if you like it and tell your pals about it? Okay, let's get over to the Kibble Palace right now. Kibble
1: Palace, just to catch up on what she's been up to in her very busy life.
2: <laughs> it is a busy life, but it's a great life, Pat. I think that's one of the things when when you take semi-retirement, you can choose what you do now. Like a lot of people now manage to, to make their selections about what they do with their life, and I've resolved it'll be music. And um, finally maybe finish the novel I've been writing for a long time. That sounds good. And what about your classes? Will you still be running your classes? I think I'll always run the classes because I always, I've taken quite a lot of... Um, uh, Grace and gratitude when people come back to me and I see they've been published and they're having the acknowledgement, thanks to Linda. And I think if you know you've got a catalyst potential, you should use it. And I know that I've got a catalyst potential. Well, you definitely have.
1: And also, you're very, very encouraging and give people an opportunity. You're not
2: judging and saying, oh, maybe too soon or what. You're very much like, go for it. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people come on and there is a kind of hierarchy within the arts always and I think my thing is to think so many people the hand's been up against them as they walk towards the arts whatever it is it might be people that are supposed to be supporting them it might just be their own circumstances but I always see my task is to make sure the hand comes down and just in fact I started a class this week at uni and I was saying to them like okay so how many of you been published and they were saying what? (laughs) <laughs> I said, okay, how many of you know about the mirror ball? How many of you know? And so I know that I'll drag them around all these things mm-hmm. and perhaps publish them as one thing at least that then next year they can say, oh, that's mm-hmm. what I've done, mm-hmm. you know, and then that might take them on. Mm-hmm. as confidence as everything. And I wouldn't just publish
1: anything. You know, see, the first reading I did was the thing you kind of more or less, to would say, forced me into, be. you kept asking me, and I was. To Jim, I haven't really got anything suitable for reading out, and I don't think it was that suitable for reading out, but at least it got me up. And I, 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 once you've done it
2: once, you kind of think, Oh, well, I've done it before, yeah, and, and it was great. And now you're open. doing all the telling yeah. lies. and I mean, I think that's it. Once you can, once you take that first step, and there'll be lots of encouragement, you'll take the next one. And I think mm-hmm. the writing community and the music community in Glasgow, those that aren't, need to join the band of people that are really, really supporting one another. Uh-huh. That's very that's true. important. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah, because you don't always get it. No, you don't. You really
1: don't. But I've I've loved. I mean, I've been to several events now down in St. Louis, and I mean, I always enjoy your singing. You're a fabulous singer. But um, I, I I love when you know it's women um, that's their first time, and I mean, I, and I think they're all very very good. I, I really like Maria Bendetworsky. Yeah. Maria's done well and. Um, it's very, very enjoyable. And
2: I think it's a great thing you're doing. I think what happens as well, um, sometimes uh, I, I, I kind of use one of my lives to support the other. And that used to be very separate. I did a lot of academic work years ago and that was very separate. But now, the, the literary thing, you know, I can do that in St. Louis or places that I sing. Um, and, you know, just encourage other people to, to join. I mean... Also, it's funny but when I was younger, you know, and maybe not looking quite as I do now, but you know, the place would be full of young men where you're singing away your tunes. And now as I get older it's full of women of a certain age, whom I'm hoping are getting a bit of inspiration to go for it. And mm-hmm. that's what's happening, musically mm-hmm. and literally, not always, there's men come as well. But there's a lot and it's it's fabulous. Like, ages for stages, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. again I think that is that well if she can do that or she's saying I can do it, maybe I can, you know. There's a lot of people now have been published by me and then going on to be published elsewhere, and I love yeah, to hear that.
1: And you, but you've also um, had some very well-known writers, yeah coaxed them along, and that's <laughs> good too, you know, to get the combination. Yeah, well, I think um, what, I,
2: what I, I wanted to do, when I, I wrote the City of Glasgow Colleges course, an in HND and professional writing years and years ago, and what I wanted to do was use my contacts and friends that I had. I mean, I was friendly with Jim and Alice and Tom for years, from other places. They used to have quite mad parties in my house, so I, I knew all these people from a social environment and also having huge respect for their work. So, what I would do then with the younger students at college was say, What I want you to do is leave this course with the qualification with a CV that says you've been published, with a CV that says you've read alongside Tom Leonard in Glasgow University. It says, you you know, you, I want it to be a package that you leave with. And I'll say to them at the interview, yep, for that. And, they, you know, some of them just look stunned, you know. But it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens.
1: Absolutely. Well, no, <laughs> I'm so, so, if you of get anything planned for the moment. Um any performances or well, what events? I'm doing just
2: now is again I've had a few health issues, which some people know about recently, and I'm a time in my mum's life where I need to give her maximum time that I can manage. So I'm not gigging so much, and that's okay. I've been gigging for a hundred years, but um, I'm trying to do a wee music project, uh, a CD called Indigo Cell. I'm hoping I'm going to tap into Jim Gunn for this, and. Graham McIntosh and Gordon working into the studio in a couple of weeks and then I've got a friend in, from Germany who I used to work with he was over and we'd recorded a, a couple of original songs of mine last week so I'm just taking that slowly and it'll build it up mm-hmm. and then obviously I've got my band that comes out every so often we just do a rabble-rousing night in St Louis or wherever Lismore but I've always been a massive Joni Mitchell fan and since a very small child I would say about 13, when I was quite as an old 13 I'll just sit in a room in Paisley
0: Sorry about that, uh, interrupted and to the mobile going off, I have boom. to remember to turn the mobile going on the next thing
2: um, yeah, I mean,
0: not to worry, it, let's just am doing a major review on
2: the 27th of April in La Bodega and I have to say, I've never been as nervous or excited right. <laughs> about any gig <laughs> in my entire life I'm yeah. so excited that it has to be perfect and I've I've got this piano player that's coming up from England and I just met him once because he can't come up here often so I sent him a few songs, suggestions and he came up from England we met in the studio and I shook his hand I said, hello Stephen did you manage to do some of those ones? He said, yeah I think I got through all of them and I said, did you do Blue? The song Blue and he just sat down and it was like do 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 and I just like sang that blue and I, I actually felt the wobbly chin coming, you know. Yeah. And he, he, he we got to the end and said, are hey, you all right? Was that okay? I could hardly speak. It was amazing, because it's like a 14-year-old's dream. You know, when mm-hmm. I was 15, I hitchhiked in the back of a van. Mm-hmm. My mum thought I was staying the night with a friend, and I was in the back of a van, hitchhiked to London to see Joni Mitchell with Neil Young in Wembley. So I've been a complete aficionado all my life. I'm so yeah, excited to. Well, that's too. great. Well,
1: that was fantastic. So well, I think... Um, I think I've got the events, the Joan and Mitchell event, up on my site. Just send me anything that's happening and I'll put it up. Also, if any of the women, um, I think a few of them maybe have sent the stuff in class. I know Maria has. But if ever, you know, they
2: want something,
1: I'd love the to side. do that.
2: I would love to do that. I must remember to <coughs> do that because yeah. I've, I've got a great group. Mm-hmm. I've just taken a group of... Uh, students, I, I had to take some time out there because I'm on health. and I went to Andalithea for four weeks. <coughs> and this group, I worked with a community group in the south side. They came up and they, they were saying, they could maybe come. And it ha- started as a half joke. It ended up around six workshops over there with 11 people in and Andalithea while well, I was away. And the writing that they came up with was absolutely amazing.
1: So I need oh, to say you Oh, definitely, to that. yeah, I would love that. And um, I know you're working on a, well, I, mean, <laughs> I thought it'd be nice and quiet here, but. <laughs>
2: that girl's trying to get that baby to sleep round and round it
1: uh-huh. um,
2: so, um, yeah, it's So. a shame. No,
1: I, I know you're working on something very special at the moment for your friend Janet Paisley. did you you want to talk a little bit about that? I'm just sitting
2: here with this book here in the Kibble Palace which is amazing because the cover was done by Derek Mitchell and I asked him to try and get images of a garden because Janet's got an immense garden she's had seven sons and she's got a huge garden and she's grown Scots literature, working class literature so she told me on the phone that she had terminal cancer and I've got brothers who live in Australia and I've always wanted a sister and Janet's it for me you know mm-hmm. so when she told me that I could feel myself very upset but I just sat down and I thought right and I went back on the phone to her and I said that's it I'd written a book about Janice Galloway before and I thought I have to write a book about you now because she was very instrumental in Pen's women group mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. women being lost in mm-hmm, history mm-hmm. especially women writers philosophers she's so very very talented but fabulous and, and, and very wonderful performer Oh, uh and she's been such an inspiration to people like Sheila, they'll all say that Mm -hmm. Maggie, you know, Gibson. She's been a massive influence on women and working class women and speaking their own speak, as it were. Mm -hmm. So I approached Professor Alan Weir, Tom Leonard, um, Chris Dolan, Gerda Simpson. I just approached everybody and said, Look, I've got no money. I'm going to attach myself to Creative Scotland and MD, it might give me money. Um, but if I can't get any, will you still do this? I just asked them if they'd do it. And um, more or less, everyone, despite their own projects, just hands down to do it. So the book's called Janet Paisley Growing and Dying. It looks beautiful. It's a
1: lovely, lovely cover. It looks lovely colours.
2: And I wanted it to be not like an academic book, mm-hmm. something middling, you know, crossing these boundaries which I'm quite interested in, so there are academic essays in it but there's one by our friend Janice about their walks through the countryside and then, it is lovely, and then I asked some well-known poets if they would write a tribute poem to Janet, which they did and then Hutton and I did lots of interviews about her life which has been harrowing and wonderful but basically I've taken my bits out and just left the question and then let Janet mm-hmm. tell her mm-hmm. story if you know what I mean but that, I sent the book to Anne Donovan and Janet's got up Galloway to write sort of something about it and you know, on the emails back i are just stunned by her tenacity and courage You know, to live through the life she has um, so she's in hostel today as I'm speaking and I'll be sending the angels to you Miss Janet and I'm hoping to get through tomorrow or Sunday to see you, but I'm hoping she'll get back out again for the hostel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And will there be a, a launch then, or Well, I, I decided not to have a launch because it sounds like, you know, it's for me. I thought we'll have four celebratory events right. for Janet, mm-hmm. and uh, there's going to be one in La Bodega on May the 4th, and the, it's free to get in, in the Book of sale. Chris Dolan's singing at that as well as Doing his writing, and Sheila Templeton's reading at that, and McKinnon's reading at that. It's a lot. all the kind of writing community is kind of coming on board. Um, the one that's in Edinburgh is in Blackwell's Bookshop in Edinburgh, and that's got Liz Niven, Gerda Stevenson, Maggie Gibson, um, and a few other people. And what I'm doing at these as well is I'm inviting some of the students that I have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's three of them in this book who I think mm-hmm. are fabulous poets. Mm-hmm so they know Janet from other places, like her giving them awards for poetry mm-hmm. writing, and, and just because they've been at things, I've invited mm-hmm. them to. But I thought there's another option for them to get, get in amongst it, so they'll be reading at these events. And then there's one in June. Um, I'll send you the details probably, but the one in June is in Waterstones in Glasgow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Pat Byrne's going to read it that. You are going to read it that and Tom Leonard uh, Alan Rear and I think I might sing Janet's been asking me are you singing any of these because Gerda Stevenson's doing the music in Edinburgh said Janet honestly uh, I've got too much and I don't want it to be about me she said well I want you to sing one of them I want my agent in London to hear you so I thought we'll do the Waterstones one and then the last one is a celebratory event in in a town in Falkirk and Alan Bissett's going to do that and I'm trying to hold a Billy Letford now who was a former student of mine and great guy mm-hmm. so um, and Leslie Trainer, I've passed Leslie I know, I'm just waiting here but um, Janet Crawford so mm-hmm. that'll be through and actually Janet's son David is doing the music at that one that's lovely that's going to be lovely so I just want I want her at the mall if she yeah, can I hope she picks off. up from this This pneumonia, pneumonia she has now oh, I
1: hope mm-hmm. she picks up from that
2: so, yeah, it's been well, it's it's a, labour it's yeah, a labour of love. It's a labour of love, and um, I'm, I'm very happy. And as I said, we're selling the book at all these events, and I've told Janet, once I've covered, and my costs don't include the work, that's just for her, but the cost of printing and paying the designer and stuff, I'm going to take her to a nice spa for a few days, and her and I are just going to sit about. <laughs> that's the plan, if in there. So, mm-hmm. so I, where will people be able to buy the book, Linda? Well, I'm setting up this Seahorse Publications as a new wee publisher I've made up, it's, right. just, it's just me and house. but um, I've just sent away to get a website built for it, and mm-hmm. people will be able to buy from that, okay. and okay. I'll probably put it in Amazon as well. I'll get the details, you know for to buy so on, and we can, can put up a new feature about it. So you're reading, you're going to read some of your own work at the one in um, Waterstones? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: that will be great. Sure, but with, with, with Tom, will Tom be
2: on before me? <laughs> <laughs> he is just fabulous, isn't it? It's just great yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. And the thing he did for the book, I'll show you, if we can move this, is in the book, he said, I want to do something different, you know, I just love to bits, but anyway, so his poem is written in 15th century Scots, I hope. and what it is, is about men at pulpits, the lord of a growth, uh, John Knox on the pulpit, but... At, at the same time as these people talk about politics and the ways of the world there's a woman being executed nearby as a witch and when I asked Tom about it and he just said when I look at Janet's life and I know the woman I just think that's what she's done she's a woman that's almost sacrificed her life in the face of you know males doing their thing so it was, it was very courageous of Tom to put something like that in because you know it's quite difficult to read it as well but once she worked it, we it you know,
1: I think when when you start reading something like that, you sort of think, oh my goodness. But then um, you, you kind of just mellow into it, you know? You sort of forget. Um, it's just like language. And yeah, you, yeah, and you and get the sound you in the <coughs>
2: yeah. mm-hmm. And Tom Leonard, I think Janet's first mm-hmm. to say, well, she says it in the biographic was the first, inf- biggest influence in her beginning right? to write. So, And it was in Scots. Mm-hmm. So I think him being mm-hmm. cheeky and writing in almost unreadable 15th century Scots. I taking cheek. it a bit further
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's fantastic it's, uh, that's, I mean it doesn't seem, you've got it together very quickly Linda it well, doesn't seem I, so long ago that y- you know y- you you mentioned it and I can't I've not been gigging you, a lot and I just you, got the head down I can't I mean, believe that you've actually um, I just With really so get many the contributors down. as well that's a lovely photograph of Janet that back. was
2: uh, Esau Timmerman, she came up to the house and literally transformed my lounge i just moved house as well so the boxes were hardly unpacked so the place was transformed into a studio and we had hundreds of pictures but um, I wanted if I can just to read this is this okay yeah that'd be lovely do you want a set of these we wandered down the steps aye what are they your trust already on alert they're not really the full thing just a wee decade what will the day? probably nothing but I like the idea that we've got a reset each, <laughs> Our rosary beads from Paris. That's gorgeous. And the thing is, the That's joke so, that so, I've always just so, seen so. another decade, Janet. Mm-hmm. She says, "Well, who do you think? Do you think this term of cancer means term of cancer?" I said, "Does it shit?" Calling all angels. Another ten years. So when we were talking about the decade, it was quite funny. No,
1: mm-hmm. well, it's lovely. It's got a lot of emotion in it and humour. I do really like it. Thanks very much. I don't consider myself a poet, but. Sometimes Oh, you capture these... something there. And I suppose because you know her so well and you, you've shared that. That moment. It's got so much meaning.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. Good. That's nice. So, that's, we'll see. We'll see. And as I say, I'm just... I, I just keep... That's what she said to somebody. That she's scaled me into staying alive. And I said, correct. You know, just get, Just keep saying, no, no. But she's been through such a lot. And last year she had a massive stroke. It took her speech and her mobility. And... Uh, that was terrible to watch all these big grown men watching her, you know, but she did speak. My dad had a stroke and I knew, you know, I knew that she would speak as soon as I saw her. You can see the eyes are trying to say something and um, it was quite funny. I said I was going to sing with the white rose, but i left to this word. My voice is too loud, so she was laughing away. She could laugh, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just kidding her on all the time. And then I said, but I tell you what I'm going to sing you, I'm going to sing you Georgie Foe. She's looking at me. Now. I said, I say yeah, yeah that's what I say, I say yeah, yeah. I said come on Janet, say yeah, because that was the first word my dad spoke after, his... I said say it Janet, and she's trying really hard, and then it came out yeah. yeah, yeah, and I said I bet you can't say no because you're the most positive woman I've ever met, I said we can't say no because it's too difficult, but then our sons who I'd sent away to get our dinner mm-hmm. in the hospital, they come back, I said I shouldn't of course by that time, like, what is this woman on? and they said I said ask your mum if you've had a good laugh today and they said you a good laugh for Linda today she just went yeah and it was
1: just oh gosh <laughs> I was
2: absolutely so happy a brilliant wee moment you know mm-hmm. but I'd done all that with my dad you know I'd mm-hmm. seen and I knew also when he'd had the stroke when he wouldn't come back from mm-hmm. Janet wasn't at that I knew mm-hmm. she wasn't at that you know I've been around stroke all my life mm-hmm. but anyway so I'm just thinking here in the Coward Palace surrounded by lovely statues and angels she'll be fine
1: well, she's got a fantastic tribute anyway. So that's a lovely thing you've done in Linda, as you say, a work of love.
2: Work of love, and you can't not. I had to do something, I felt, you know, with people mm-hmm. surrounded and things like that, you mm-hmm. just feel... If you didn't do something, you would just be grief-stricken. So you mm-hmm. have to do something. No. no, that's great.
1: I think it's really lovely.
2: So, that
1: we'll get up with events and so on on the, on the site. Thank you so
2: much
0: for today. Well, no, thanks to you. inviting Lovely to, to see you. Mm. Smashing. You seem too much. Not at all. Not lie. at all. It away, no, no, that was smashing. Well, I have to say, I know Linda, and uh, as well as being a generous and caring individual, as was indicated in that the interview she is a phenomenally good singer and performer so if you ever see linda's name on a poster or in a social media advert or uh, anywhere be sure to go along with the show you will definitely not be disappointed okay that's it for this episode as usual if you have some ideas for us please get in touch jim at glasgow west end pat at glasgow west end dot co dot uk uh, find us on the twitter and the facebook and If you're on the iTunes or whatever it is you're using, please like the episode or like the the podcast. Add a nice comment. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to know that you're actually enjoying it. Okay, until the next time, bye.